We've all been there. Everything was going great until it wasn't. It's not like you did anything different, but suddenly there was a shift in your relationship and now you feel off balance. You've been around long enough to know that something is wrong, but you're looking for validation that it's not just you. In this Love You podcast, I'm going to share the telltale signs your guy has started to lose interest in you, so you don't have to wonder if you're going crazy. You're not. He's pulling away. Here's exactly how you can tell. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn 10 painful signs he doesn't love you anymore. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to love you to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So this may be hard to hear, but that's why it's so important. Where your boyfriend used to lean in, now he's leaning out. Where he used to act eager, he's now acting distant. Where he used to praise, now he's withdrawn. And without further ado, I'm going to run down 10 signs that your guy is having second thoughts about your relationship in no particular order, they should sound familiar because they're all too common. Number one, the frequency of his texts goes down. Um, I'm not a big texting person. I'm of a certain age. I know everybody uses text, the most common form of communication. And because it's the most common form of communication, you can be sure that if a guy is not proactively reaching out to you more or responding to you quicker, right? He's just leaving a little bit more distance between when you contact him and when he contacts you. If you were the one who has to kind of initiate, right? And you're kind of left on pins and needles wondering what's going on. Why haven't I heard from him when he used to text you every morning? Good morning, beautiful. Well, yeah. So probably the most obvious way that a relationship is trending in the opposite direction is the lack of frequency of his texts. Number two, his willingness to talk on the phone. Now I know, again, that could be an age-based thing. Most people don't use the phone as the phone was created to actually talk to someone. But if you were a couple that was or does utilize the phone to talk or do FaceTime or to say goodnight or to iron out differences or whatever. If that's a, a, a staple in your communication repertoire, the unwillingness to talk, not a good sign. Your boyfriend should want to talk to you. He should look forward to talking to you. He shouldn't avoid it. If he is avoiding talking to you, um, you may have some trouble up ahead. Number three, there's a gap in between dates, um, meaning that couples that are successful usually have a, a system, a, a pattern, a cadence to how they communicate, as we talked about earlier, and how often they see each other. When I was first dating my wife, I would leave my entire weekend open for her um, usually Friday night through Sunday afternoon and try to make sure we got together once a week during the work week because it wasn't always convenient. We try to get together on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. That was our system and we could 
pretty much count on seeing each other like that. If we remove the external factor of, hey, work's crazy this week, because sometimes work gets crazy for both men and women, and there, you know, there's sickness, there's travel, I mean, there's things that can get in the way. We're talking about all things remaining equal. When things are normal, there's nothing extraordinary going on, and you don't know when you're gonna see him again, and he hasn't followed up quickly to say, when can I see you again? That gap between dates is somewhat telling. Number four. This is the flip side of the other thing I just mentioned. He fills up his schedule with plans other than you. Now, I'm not of the mind that people who fall in love or start dating should have to merge lives. I think it's a little bit much when two strangers, you know, have drawers in each other's houses or spend six days a week together. Um, I think that's a little too much too soon, personally. At the same time, even if when I was dating my wife at the beginning, I would leave Friday nights was like, you know, nights to see my friends and Saturday nights through Sundays was for her. It was, there was balance is my point. When someone is so devoted to their life outside of you, we've got a problem. If it's more important for him to play pickup basketball twice a week and to have regular poker, right, and to leave his weekends free for a round of golf. If you're just trying to jam, you know, jam time in with him, but he's giving four times more to his friends than to you, especially if that's new, if he's putting more time into that and you're noticing a, a, a shift in, in that power dynamic, um, you definitely uh, should start looking for another boyfriend. Number five, he shuts down. Um, which is to say he doesn't open up about his feelings. Now, it's a stereotype to say that women talk to feel connected, to feel heard, uh, and men are less likely to want to share all of their feelings. There's something to that, right? But good boyfriends, this is, again, I'll mention probably even later, the John Gottman, the godfather of couples counseling, talks about the idea of being open to that line of communication when your partner wants to talk and if you don't want to talk. So if you've got a guy who you want to have reasonable discussions and he's always shutting you down, he just refuses to have that kind of conversation with you, um, A, he may be pulling away. B, he may not be the kind of guy you want to be with. I, I emphasize that all the time because a lot of the things we're mentioning now are bad boyfriend behavior. Right? And I, I, this, is, this is important to recognize. Guys who act like this, you have to ask, is this a relationship I want to preserve? Now, he may be doing it because he's having second thoughts, but you should have second thoughts if a guy is doing too much of this as well. The, the power goes both ways. Number six, he doesn't talk about the future. Now, it doesn't mean he's a bad guy or it doesn't mean he's a bad boyfriend, but Boyfriends that you want, the ones who are looking towards commitment, guys who are looking towards marriage, engagement, moving in together, those kind of things, they push that conversation forward, right? You don't need to drag him there. He wants to go there. He's leading that. He's looking forward to integrating his life with you. So what does it mean when a guy doesn't talk about the future? A, he's not thinking about the future. B, he He's assiduously avoiding talking about the future. He doesn't want to talk about going to your friend's wedding in two months 
because he's not even sure if he's going to be with you in two months. He's not talking about when you buy that house or when you get that dog because if he brings it up, things are going to explode right now and he's not ready for that yet. So guys who want it, who are looking for a future, talk about the future. Guys who don't talk about the future often don't want to have a future. It's not that complicated. Number seven, he doesn't listen to you or care what you have to say. Now, once again, this is a terrible trait that a lot of guys have regardless of whether they're breaking up with you, which should be a, a sign in and of itself. But if a guy really doesn't want to make you feel important, hear about your day, um, value your opinion on what you're doing that weekend, or even your take on the, the news, right? If he's dismissive of you, that tells you the kind of esteem he holds you in, all right? And if a guy doesn't hold you in high esteem, this is probably not someone who's going to want to be with you for the future. What kind of you know man would want to be with a partner whose voice he doesn't want to hear, whose opinion he doesn't respect, who he who will voluntarily shut down or be incurious about? So again, there's no defense of these guys, but pay attention to the guys who are dismissive of you, your opinion, what you have to say. Um, that's a bad sign, and you know that. And it all feels terrible. All these things I'm talking about really feel terrible when you're with someone who's doing them, much less more than one of them. Number eight, he starts fights and makes a big deal about disagreements. Now, arguing is normal. Disagreements are normal. We don't want to um, pathologize them as if two people disagree, then it's a sign of tremendous relationship dissatisfaction. But there's an issue with the frequency and the intensity of how those fights come up. My wife and I, you know, will have issues, but you know, nothing that would ever make me think that there's a problem in the relationship. John Gottman talks about healthy relationships have five positive interactions for every one negative interaction. Um, but really what you want to pay attention to with this one is, is your guy the instigator? Is he looking for problems? Does he just have a lower tolerance for you than he did at the beginning? And so then he starts to nitpick and cherry pick and find fault all the time. And instead of coming back, apologizing, say, honey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. He doubles down on his mistake. He lets the, the um, argument escalate, right? He says stuff like, I don't think we can do this anymore. It's the threat behind the threat. All serious signs of a problem. And that leads us to number nine. He's willing to let fights linger. Right. There's the old adage, don't go to bed mad. There's that term that I mentioned, John Gottman, uh, maybe he even coined it, the idea of stonewalling, right? Just shutting down the conversation entirely, refusing to have a conversation, right? Letting the discomfort permeate where home is supposed to be the safe space. When you're together is supposed to be your happy times. And instead you start to dread hanging out with each other because you're backpedaling, you're walking on eggshells, you can't be yourself. And things wouldn't be that way if he didn't let them be that way. Right? So he's, you know, you may be feeling really insecure, but this guy's no hero. He's part of the reason, main part of the reason that things are going south. He's looking for problems and he's letting those problems continue 
to linger instead of resolving them the way one would in any other relationship in one's life. And, and finally, number 10, and you can see how these all kind of fit together. There's a lot of overlap. He's more critical than kind. Now, remember, the reason he chose you was because he thought you were cute and fun and cool and, you know, sweet and interesting and all the things that you value in yourself, right? He, that's how he got you to begin with. He obviously thought great things about you, right? But then the newness wears off in any relationship. And this happens the other way. I mean, most of these things we could talk about, you maybe even have done these things with guys. But in this instance, we're talking about a guy who's gotten to know you. And as he's gotten to know you, um, he's let down his guard. He showed some of his uglier side and he's gotten to see some things in you and he doesn't like them and he focuses on them, right? And instead of it being five positive interactions to every one negative interaction, that ratio starts to get reversed, right? and most of the tone of his text, the tone of his conversation, his tolerance, right? The ability to laugh at what you guys are going through, that goes down and down and down. And now we have a really negative spiral. So those 10 things are um, all really bad signs. And the important thing for you, if you made it to the end of this uh, podcast and video, right? Listening to this list may make you sad because you have a relationship where this kind of stuff is going on right now. But the emotion I want you to channel is not sadness. It's anger. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to pretend to be a psychologist. I don't know if anger is a useful emotion. But for me, I think you need to get angry at this guy, right? In order to move past this guy. Because if you've got a guy who's acting like this, who's doing five out of the 10 things that I just mentioned, your first reaction is, oh my God, he's pulling away. What am I doing wrong? How can I make him stop? How can I get him back? Listen to you spiraling because of how he's acting. Look at that list. This guy, this is what I want you to think. This guy who I thought was pretty great, my boyfriend, the guy I've said I love you to, is actually a really shitty boyfriend and he's not making me happy and I don't like the way he makes me feel. So. In this instance, if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh my God, he's slipping away, he's reevaluating me, I want you to instead reevaluate him. Is this the way your husband treats you? Is this the way a good man treats you? Is this the way you want to feel for the rest of your life? You may realize after further interrogation that you don't like what you see, you don't like what you discover, and I think there's a good chance you're not going to want to keep this guy at all. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.